welcome back to Mommy Ever After the podcast. I was just thinking as it's Sunday evening and I was kind of doing my week in review, I guess, for myself in my head. And I've been really kind of letting some blog posts marinate in my brain to be published this week. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I've been up to some funny things, including a rather ambitious DIY project that I will talk about in a second. But I've also had some really fun times with my kids and a boring kind of lazy Sunday at home managed to be kind of extraordinary today in the most ordinary of ways, if that makes sense. And so in curating my latest Instagram post, I also kind of curated this pretty general list, which I will warn you has some cliches that run throughout. Um, but I thought that it was an important thing to share and also so you could see where I am right now. I was in a really, really good writing place where I was, you know, kind of pumping out posts very organically. And then as life often does, things were kind of ebbing and flowing in my personal life and there are just a lot of things going on. And sometimes when I take what I call a riatus, um, as in a writing hiatus, I realize that it's kind of hard to jump back in just like it is with anything else. So I'm getting back on the bike. I have some really good things lined up, I think, I hope. And um, I'm just going to dive right in here to the lessons that I learned or I have learned in this past week. And I put it into five categories or five little groupings for you. And again, please pardon the cliches, but I really found them to be true throughout this summer, throughout my recent past, and especially in reflecting upon even just this weekend, this past week. So the first one is the biggest one, and um, I think that we can all kind of appreciate this and relate to this, no matter what lens through which we are looking right now. But it's that so much can change in an instant. I wrote about a big loss in our family that was in June when my mother-in-law passed away. And the grieving process really is pretty unbelievable. And it's hitting everybody differently, of course, and absolutely my husband the hardest. And I'm sure he wouldn't mind my sharing this with you. Um... But, you know, he misses his mom, and I miss his mom. And it's just been something that has been such an amazing learning experience because, you know, in just literally an instant, we went from a phone call or having his mom a phone call away to getting a phone call that changed everything back in March. And then things really kind of declined ever since. And as I said in my post, which... There's more information in there, but out of respect for her and my husband and the family, I've kept some details private, but it's not, you know, a super private situation and she was ill for a long time. But just the fact that someone could be here for one birthday or one holiday and then not here the next 
Or in recent cases in my own personal life, someone could be there, you know, writing on Facebook one day and just be like a pillar or a fixture and, you know, wake up in the morning expecting to see their post and then they're just gone. And so this is where it gets kind of to be um, a little trite sounding, but this is why I really do make it a point when I can and when I'm conscious of this and cognizant to truly cherish every moment because, you know, you just never know. And I'm very grateful for so much, including the fact that I'm here today. And so today being Sunday with everything that's in the news, and I'm not going to get political here, but I know that people have done everything from feared for their safety and their lives to lost their lives to lost the lives of their loved ones in just this past weekend. And it's just, you know, it shows you that in the blink of an eye, you can be somebody who's, you know, doing something dangerous or risky and it just goes awry, or you could just be standing up for something in which you believe and you just don't know what's going to happen. Or you just, you know, go to bed one night and just everything changes. So Let's just try to take a moment, if we can, to be grateful for all that we do have. And along those lines, it's funny in terms of how things change because I've learned that maybe I should never say never, talking about uh, cliche statements. But there are some things that I wrote about two years ago in my never post and then reiterated just this spring in my never podcast episode that have already changed. And some of them are, you know, bigger than others. But one of the things is so funny, but um, I'll give you one guess as to what movie my son is currently obsessed with, or I should say movie series. Okay, did you guess it? That's right. And if not, you know, you look really pretty today. So it's okay. Um, No, it's he's really into Star Wars. And it's so funny because I cannot have a dialogue with him about it because I don't know anything. So he asks me questions and I just have no idea. But um, he's he's totally into Star Wars. So he asked me to put it on. I have no idea even how to do that. But he's so funny because he said to me um, recently, he said, Mommy, did you know that Darth Vader is Kylo Ren Zadie? And Zadie is what he calls my dad. It's a Jewish name for a grandfather. And so I had to verify that, but apparently that's true. I thought it was Kyle Ren, but now I know it's Kylo Ren. And um, he's, yeah, he's really into Star Wars and the characters. And today he was like going through this whole thing where we were talking about what he wanted to be when he grew up and when he grows up. And he said, Darth Vader. And then he made me do an entire new video because he changed his mind. I think this is what it was. He changed his mind that he wanted to, he wanted to be Kylo Ren when he grows up, but he wanted to make sure that I would buy him a Darth Vader costume. It was so cute. He just is so earnest with these comments. Um, and another thing that I had brought up during that podcast was, you know, I cannot bring McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy back to life. And I told you that I thought that I had kind of jumped the shark and I had stopped watching it. But since that podcast, I don't really watch that much TV. I watch The Real Housewives of New York pretty religiously. It's amazing. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. 
Um, and I also, you know, just try to find a show with my husband that we can binge on and we've gone through like all of them, but I have two seasons of Grey's Anatomy that I just really didn't watch. And so it's so nice when I have a moment of downtime to just have a show I can put on. And I have to say, like, I have to admit, it's still good. You know, things have changed. It's not the original crew. Most of the OGs are not there because they died in some crazy catastrophic way. But it still, like, manages to break my heart. So, you know, kudos to you, Grace, and I'm enjoying you. All right. Number two, things don't have to be perfect unless you're a total perfectionist. So if you are, um, I will preface this by saying I am not. And so for you, this may be very frustrating, but I realized that it doesn't have to be perfect to still be awesome. And so this can apply to a million things. I'm actually not going to go into this too deeply because I'm going to be writing about this more, but I alluded earlier to this DIY project that I'm doing. And it is my downstairs powder room. I don't really have the um, resources, or I should say, on our to-do list for our house. So I, I moved last year, uh, like maybe 14 months ago, into my house. And I love it so much. And I don't even know how much I've written about that. But I found a house, or my dad found this house for me, actually, that is on the street where he grew up. And it was so meaningful to me to be able to move onto this street and to be able to raise my children and my family on the same street on which my grandmother raised her children. Now that I'm saying that, I'm having deja vu. So I think I've said this before, but I moved into this house, which meant leaving my bestie neighbors and I love them, but I still see them all the time, which is awesome. Um, and, you know, leaving my old neighborhood, but I love my house. I just love it. I love it so much about it. But it's an old house and we bought it from a woman who lived here with her family for 50 years and she was a widow at the time, but just a lovely woman. And she was so scared that we were going to come in and gut the house. And not only do I not have the ability to do that, but I didn't have the desire to do it because there's so much charm. But when you live in an, an old house, as opposed to new construction, there are things that are wonderful, but that are also just difficult or that are, um, you know, a little unusual, let's say. Uh, so my downstairs powder room, my bathroom, just off the entrance in this hallway has always been quite unique. It had gold and brownish, copperish, pinkish, yellowish mylar wallpaper, a medium brown standard wood vanity that's kind of in the corner, like built into the corner of the rather large powder room, but it's weirdly, it's laid out in such a weird way that it's not really that useful. Um, and then a light pink laminate countertop, but you know what? It's great. It works. You can use the bathroom, wash your hands, look in the mirror. It's awesome. I got this idea that I wanted to do it. Um, and, and by do it, I meant like literally the easiest way possible being as lazy as I am and also having the just complete lack of talent when it comes to DIY projects like this. Um, I tried just to give you some history. I've painted one wall of one room ever in my life before this weekend. And it was in our first house that we bought. And I had this, it was before we had kids. So we had a three bedroom house and one of the bedrooms I was able to make into like my little dressing room. 
and it was yellow, and I decided to paint one of the walls hot pink because obviously, why wouldn't I? And so I remember going to like Home Depot and getting the paint and it's one wall of a pretty small bedroom and I couldn't do it. It looked horrible. It had like patches. It was awful. My dad was so mortified and because it was like our actual house that we owned, he came over the next morning at six in the morning and fixed it for me. And he's not even handy. Like it just was better than I am. So, um, or better than I was because Friday night, my daughter slept out. I was downstairs. I just decided to see, you know, like, let me see if I just like peel at the corner of this wallpaper and that little tiny bit of, uh, guts or I don't know what my husband would call it. Um, but got me starting to peel down the wallpaper in sheets. And then if you checked out my Insta stories over the weekend, I know I've been talking about Instagram a lot, but while I haven't been as active on the blog, I've been very active on Instagram and I, I really kind of am always active on Instagram. So if you're looking for me, that's where you can find me at mommy ever after. And so I put on a pair of overalls that actually are, um, from forever 21 and they're kind of light with great holes or they're like cropped and they're boyfriend style and they have holes in the knees. But when I bought them, I didn't realize that they came pre-distressed, but not just like worn. I mean, like they had like little paint looking splotches on them and I was very disappointed and I almost took them back. But now that I'm a painter, it's like, just like I'm a gardener, I was able to wear them. And I felt like, as I said, like that was like 75% of the battle. And so I went to Lowe's, I got everything that I needed and I won't give anything away because I'm going to actually do a full post about this, but from sanding to stripping to painting, um, painting again, you know, um, I was going to say priming, but one of the things that happened was I got a guy to, or the, the lovely man in the Lowe's paint department told me what primer to use for my situation, which was basically like, I want to do this as, um, inexpensively as possible with the least amount of effort and the least amount of talent. So like, can you give me a primer so that I don't have to really worry if I don't get the wallpaper off perfectly, even though I was going to try to sand it. And so he mixed it up for me. And I think I like went away and then went to the checkout line and got everything I needed and a bunch of stuff and including a king size thing of Reese's, um, Reese's candy. I don't, what are the, what are they called? Reese's cups, Reese's cups. And, um, as you can see, as I've said before, I do these off the cuff. I have no script and I do it in one take. So what you get is what you get. Anyway. Um, so I managed to walk out with Reese's cups and some Cheez-Its, but I got home and got ready to prime the walls and I didn't see the big container. I forgot the primer. So I'm so sorry, sir. Who's at Lowe's, the guy at Lowe's who mixed it up for me. Um, I didn't mean to leave you hanging there. I hope, I'm sure they can reuse it, right? I hope so. Anyway, you'll see the bathroom. And I made kind of a bold decision when it came to one of the parts of it. And I, I stood up for that decision kind of to my family, but also in my head. And I think it paid off. So that's a, it's a good thing. So I think that that was um, a really good lesson in the fact that, you know, this bathroom is kind of a, a quick fix. It's not redoing a room. It's not a renovation, but it makes such a huge difference for the time being. And until I can really do it right, it makes such a big difference. But something that I learned is like, when it comes to perfection, 
just when you think that you've done everything, it's kind of hard to have perspective when you're so close to something. And I really think that relates to anything. You turn around and there's like a whole area that's like clearly patchy and has not been tended to properly. And it's like, you think you're done. Even a small little area, like a small door of a vanity. And it just needs like another coat or more work. So um, I think that, you know, just when you think you're done and you find something unfinished, it kind of strikes me as a metaphor for most things like healing. You think that you're over something or you think that you're, you've moved on or you think that you're in a new place and then you hear a song or drive by a place or have a smell kind of waft through the air and then it's like either a punch in the gut or a warm fuzzy feeling or um, one of the most evocative feelings for me the word that I attribute uh, this uh, to this kind of feeling, um, the word that I use to describe this feeling is is wistfulness. Like I feel this, you know, nostalgic longing, and it's not sad, but you know, nostalgia is such a complicated, complex thing and notion. And so, I feel like when you know. So you, you think that you're in one place, but you can be brought back very easily. And in my case, you know, even recovery from everything that I've been through, uh, as my pop-up says often, it's two steps forward, one step back, sometimes three steps forward, four steps back. And it's not a straight line and it's not linear. And you think that you have gotten a system down. And, you know, for me with certain issues, you know, you think you have the right um, this is not something that's currently going on, but you know, you think you have the right doses of medication and then it turns out it stops working or you need to change for some reason, or, you know, you think you have the right, um, meal plan that will work to accomplish goals and then your body gets used to it and you need to up it or whatever it is. So just whatever it is, um, I think, uh, somebody very wise this week said to me that this person said that, um, that they, and I'm using the, the pronoun just to intentionally be vague here, but we're, you know, okay in the gray. And I think that uh, as long as, you know, we can be kind of okay in this in-between place of, you know, my bathroom now looks really, really good. Is it perfect? No. Does it look the way that it would if Paul the painter had done the project? Absolutely not. But I did it myself and I feel a lot of pride for that. So, Okay. Moving on, um, I said that was going to be short, so I'll try to make this one short. I wrote a post recently about adult friendship and how it's so key, and it's been such a value of mine. It's been a conscious value of mine to fortify my friendships and really the ones that matter most, and I'm not trying to put my friendships in a hierarchy at all. Obviously, I care about all of my friends. If you are my friend listening to this, I love you, but um, I, I think that it's been something that's been brewing inside of me and bubbling to the surface more and more. And I'm just so grateful for the friends who have stuck by me because I've not been easy. Probably, I've probably never been really that easy, but it's been a hard couple of years and this past year has been the hardest of my life. And so the people who are still here and who still love me um, in spite of this, because of this, and, the, and to whom I don't really have to explain or apologize, or I can just kind of sit, breathe, and be. Um, even when I'm annoying, and even when I'm wrong, and even when they don't understand, or like I'm sucking the air out of the room when I say like, okay, I'm here to listen, and I end, end up talking. 
I feel so grateful for these people. And I hope that doesn't sound like, oh, I'm grateful for the people who let me be selfish and don't judge me. It's not that at all. Because I get a lot of tough love from my best friends. I get tough, honest love. And I appreciate that so much. So they, these people you know, may not like me all the time or like these things. But I know that they love me. And I'm so lucky. And I I've, you know, have these friends that are just so deeply rooted um, in my heart. And in my post, I talked about how I can liken them to different herbs and veggies that I'm growing in my greenhouse right now. And some need more care than others. Some, you know, can grow plentifully without really much care at all or maintenance. And we don't talk for a long time, but they're just there. And others take a lot more maintenance, but they're just so worth it. And I have a special place in my heart for each of these people. And one of the best things that I've learned recently is to really listen and kind of the art of listening as I sit here and talk to you. But um, somebody, a very, very close friend of mine uh, with whom I have, you know, kind of weekly dates and we talk and talk and talk and talk. And sometimes it's about like really serious things and sometimes it's about, um, you know, funny things or things for the home or parenting, all, all these, anything. Um, it runs the gamut. But she said to me that she can tell if somebody's really listening or, you know, she said something like, you know, when somebody you're looking at them when you're speaking and you can just tell that they're waiting, they're, they're kind of listening, they're half listening, but they're just waiting for the next thing that they're going to say. And that really stuck with me because I actually listen very intently now. And not that I didn't before, but I think I've been wrapped up in a lot and um, my brain maybe is working just a little bit better now than it was before. And so I've learned to really listen, but in doing so, I appreciate those who listen as well. So when I'm speaking to somebody and they, you know, are asking me for advice or we're just in a conversation and I can tell that, that they're really listening, it means so much to me. And so I have made that a value too. So that's all I'll say about that. Um, one thing I was thinking about, it was funny because I said, you know, try to say yes more, except the times when you should say no. So I was going to go into this story when I was thinking about this actually about, um, I, I try to say yes, but so much of my life is spent saying no, like I can't, or I don't want to, or things scare me. So I say no about them. And I was so inspired by my daughter this weekend because she, as I said, she slept out and she's been sleeping out more and I missed her. And I wrote a post a year ago, I think it was called like roots and wings or wings. And it had to do with that concept. But as a child, I missed out on so much because I was so scared of things like, you know, being separated from my parents. And so I'm proud that knock on wood, as of now, she's at least experiencing that at seven years old. Um, but I think that, uh, and I have so many examples and if I had more time, I would share about times when I've just said no, or was going to say no. And then really thought about like, why am I really saying no here? Um, but lately I've been trying to say yes to more things. So like challenges or ideas or adventures or ventures, you know, um, some writing projects or my friends saying to me, I have this like pitch or this product or something that I think you'd be interested in. And I'm trying to say yes and making more plans and taking my kids more places. And even just like this bathroom project, 
But I think that at the same time, I have to be really conscious of trying to not overextend myself because I have a tendency to try to please people just as we all do. And there are times when I probably would be better off saying no, as it would be better for me and also for the person who's asked me to do something. Maybe my head won't be in the game totally, or it will make me tired, or this doesn't happen very often at all. But maybe like if somebody asks me to do something a lot and I'm not feeling well or something, you know, maybe I'll be like, not resentful at the person, but just resentful that like, I'm not in bed. I mean, again, this really doesn't happen very often. So please, anyone who knows me in real life, do not worry. That does not happen. But I think that it's such an important balance because I don't want to say no out of fear. Um, but I think that it's important because then each yes will mean so much more. And today, you know, I was doing this painting project and I actually like three times accidentally put my hand on the freshly painted um, laminate countertop or like what used to be like the pink laminate countertop. And it was so hard to get this special kind of paint off and I was like scrubbing my hands and scrubbing my hands. And as soon as I was done, my daughter called me upstairs. She was like, mommy, I have a special surprise for you and it's going to involve painting your nails. And it was the worst timing ever. Like I did not want to put any more paint on me at all. But I said yes, because to be honest, like I just felt like guilty that I, I felt like I needed to do that as a good, to be a good mom. When I walked up the stairs, I saw she had like closed the doors off and I opened the first door and she had a unicorn and flashing lights from like glow sticks lighting up. And she had set up this home salon and it was so cute. And she was using her imagination and just like doing this special thing. And she had put a note on my seat saying like, I love you so much. You're the best mommy in the world. And so like, did I want to have my nails painted blue and also like without much scale? No, but was it worth it? Absolutely. Um, and then, okay, finally I realized that something that I really realized that I probably should do like a whole post or a whole podcast about. So I'm just going to like go through it really quickly now I've learned that as long as I'm living in line with my values, it's okay to break the rules. So I feel most comfortable and the least amount of anxiety when I'm living in line with my values. And when I say values, like I'm a pretty open-minded, liberal, um, non-judgmental person, but I am, I can be hard on myself. So if I feel like, you know, I've done something really good for my kids and been a good mom, even if that means I just let them do something fun, I feel better than if I've sat on my computer and said like, okay guys, I need to work. And if you remember the subject of my last podcast, it was that I didn't get to kiss them goodnight. So when I'm, you know, there in that way, I feel better about just life in general. So this morning was a perfect example. And it was like about balance too, because, you know, I, I work very hard at my, um, physical wellness and, and growing big and strong. Like I tell my kids and I made myself this really good breakfast that had a ton of really good components and like just, it was very, very good for me. Um, and then I sat down on the couch with my son and it was like nine in the morning and we had ice cream out of the container, Oreos straight from the carton, which was perfect for me because they were double stuffed Oreos and he loves the cream and I like the cookie. So it's like a perfect match. And we watched the dark night. Um, yep. It's like probably rated R. He's not even four. Does that make me a bad mom? I don't know, but it was like so good. It was so bad, but it was so good. So 
as I wrap up here, because I realize it's getting long and getting late, and I would really like to honestly sit down and have some more ice cream and watch an episode of Grey's Anatomy. But the lesson that I learned throughout all of this, if I'm going to synthesize all these things, is for you to give yourself a break, for me to give myself a break, and to give others a break too, because, you know, everyone's doing their best. And, And to go back to the whole cliche thing, you know, we're all fighting our own battles, and sometimes we can see them. Some people are more open about them. I'm open about a lot of things, but not everything. And most people are not as open as I am. And so try to give, try to show yourself some, some self-care, some compassion, and show that compassion to others as well. Um, we, we tend to be so hard on ourselves. And I think if people love you, like the friends I was talking about before, then they won't disown you for saying, I'm sorry, no, but like, I don't really feel like doing that or I can't do that. Or even though that favor would help you out, it would hurt me. You don't have to actually say that, but that could be the truth behind it. And so you can just say no. And you should trust yourself and others will trust you in doing so. And, you know, I think in talking talking about trusting yourself and your own instincts, if I had listened to my husband with our new bathroom, I think it would all be white, which is good because he wanted to lighten it up, but... When it comes to the vanity, and I haven't revealed the color yet, but this wooden vanity, it's like I went over and I had to pick paint colors, which for me is like a just endless journey. Um, Picking a nail polish color is hard enough for me, so picking a paint color on a permanent fixture in my home. But I like went with my gut, and it went so well. I trusted myself, and it looks awesome. And so... I learned that, and I learned that these nevers can change. The things that I said that I would never be able to do or never want to do, some of them, I'm, you know, giving them a shot. So not only can nevers change, but so can life. So I'm going to try to be grateful as I've learned that gratitude makes the world better for everyone. Expressing gratitude, receiving gratitude makes everyone feel pretty good. So I'm grateful for everyone who took the time to listen to this tonight. I hope that you could relate to some of the things about which I spoke. I hope that you had a nice Sunday too. And if it wasn't great, that's okay too. Um, it's, you know, not always going to be good. If you stayed at home in your pajamas all day and you're feeling like, oh, I was such a waste of the beautiful day. Cause I definitely get those guilty feelings. Or if you have a case of the Sunday night blues, just be good to yourself. Know that it's okay. You're, you're not going to always feel that way. And if you did something awesome today, give yourself a pat on the back because it's not always so easy. So right now I'm going to say goodbye to you and I hope that you don't mind. And I'm going to say hello to the folks at, what is it called? Sloan Gray, Sloan Memorial Hospital, um, formerly Seattle Grace. Mercy West Hospital and the Doctors of Grey's Anatomy. So have a wonderful Sunday night, a beautiful week ahead, and I'll be back soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.